Welcome back to the Minor League Podcast. I'm your host, Savannah Robinson, here with my co-host, Blue Robinson. Savannah, it's so good to be here. Thanks for having me yet again. Of course. Um, today, our topic is how to cope when you feel left out. Man, you know what? This is something that I think happens to adults just as much as it does with youth. I think so, too. I think it isn't something that should just be directed to teenagers. Well, yeah, you know, and it's funny because you think that as you grow up, you, you think that it won't sting as much. Yeah, but it but totally it does. does. It does. Yeah, especially in early recovery, like we talk about with the athletes, where they're changing and there's, there's you know life moving on. Yeah, they do. They feel left out at times. But this is something that we've also all felt at one point oh, in our life. If you haven't, you're not human. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Savannah, where do we begin? Tell me a little okay. bit about about where we start. Um, obviously, we start with being <clears throat> left out. But I think our first step in how to handle it, getting past the fact that we're left out, is understanding why um, that being left out hurts. It's going to hurt. It's not just going to, oh, yeah, I'm happy I'm left out. Yeah, you know, it's funny because uh, in an adult mindset, you know, I remember when uh, there was some situations going on in my own life where there was, uh, you know, dad was being remarried and whatnot. Yeah. Did not even get any any notice, no no invitations, nothing. Just like, you know, when, when, yeah. when that relationship had ended with my mom, mm-hmm. but I had a close relationship with my stepdad. When he got remarried, like to to someone that I knew, yeah, it yeah. was like I found out through like a third person. Yeah, and so being left out, even as an adult, feels kind of hard. And so, you know, what was it really though? I think when you pull back the the layers of it, that's what it's talking about: is understand why it hurts. So, so what yeah. do you think? Like in a teenage frame of mind? Well, I think that like being rejected and like it's part of like your social belonging. It's gonna happen. It's something that just being in whatever situation you're in it's gonna happen so not only just being able to like take knowledge to the fact that it happened but just being starting to learn to be okay with it like it's something that happens to all of us and not overreacting about it and not okay well they definitely hate me not overthinking it just kind of just accept it and start to be okay with it you you know what I found that's kind of interesting is that when we don't know certain things what happens we guess. We guess. And what usually happens if we guess? We're wrong. We guess wrong. And it happens a lot, that right? So, so we much. can create all these crazy stories in our head as to why I didn't get called or why I wasn't invited or, or what they're doing yeah. without me. But really, those are all guesses. Nine and times out of 10, it's just because of a breakdown in what? In communication. Communication. Absolutely. For and so example, understanding like that. What? happened the other day. Like we had, I had plans with some friends and it got. <laughs> no one's good at communicating. That's just how it is. It's, it doesn't change when you get older oh, yeah. either, just so you know. And we had, we all, the all the general basics that I knew is that we're going to be hanging out at around nighttime. So I didn't need to go home with anyone after school. And I only knew very few of the people who were going. Mm-hmm. But everyone, I feel like everyone only knew partial of it too. But then everyone kind of figured out how to do like where they were going to do in the end. And I didn't figure that out. Cause I thought someone was going to text me and say, Hey, like, by the way, this is what's happening. That's what you get for thinking. Yeah. I was like, this is the time. Like, this is the place this is who's going to be there. That's what I thought was going to happen. But they had all kind of just pieced it together and just showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't work like that normally. And so they had all showed up and I was like, wow, this is getting kind of late. Like, why haven't anyone texted me? So I was texting everyone and I wasn't getting answers. And I finally got a response and they're like, oh, by the way, sorry, we this happened. Like, come here, so-and-so's here. And then I was like, okay, well, like, now I don't really want to because, like, it's kind of late. It kind of sucks that everyone planned something without me was already there. I was like, I just didn't fill up to it anymore. 
Yeah. And like I had more guesses going through my head with what was happening. But after like the day, the next day we talked about it and everyone felt so bad because like, I'm so sorry. Like our communication sucked that night. None of us, none of us knew it was happening. We all kind of just showed up and hoped for the best. Well, and it's, it's trying your best not to take it personal. Yeah, Because there's a lot is. of times, I think it's where a lot of arguments start too, not just in, in adult lives, but in youth's lives as well, is that yeah. when you are when you get left out or you feel like, you know, you're, you're not being watched or, or viewed mm-hmm. or even seen as a friend, yeah. our minds wander, we make up these stories, and then we get mad. And then that's when fights usually occur and disagreements. And it's like, yeah. if everyone can just break it down and say like, holy crap. Sorry about that. Like communication broke down, whatever. Just yeah. move on. Like right? be okay with it. Like now we're fine. We hung out the next day, and it was yeah. perfectly fine. So understanding why it hurts is a, is a big deal. It, you know, exactly. it bothered me when all that was going down in my life because no one thought enough, of, I guess, of, of me to like yeah. say, "Hey, guess out. what?" So you've got to be able to have enough emotional, I guess, uh, security and emotional intelligence yes. to be able to identify why it hurts. Why it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of leads into number two. It's reminding yourself that rejection is just a small part of life. Everyone's going to feel uh, upset or left out. But um, I was like, but you can always find where you belong and you can always figure Such it out. Such a good one. You know what? Rejection is going to be something that everyone is going to have at one time or another. Absolutely. And you need to understand how to make peace with it. Yeah. You have to be able to like accept <clears throat> that it happens to everyone and it's not just you and well, you're not the only think one about it. What does rejection say to, you, to your self-esteem? Oh, it brings it down. It's like, okay, well then am I not good enough? Exactly. Like, why was I first? Yeah, exactly. Kind of you know, it's, it's again, it's kind of like, you know, being picked last for a team or something, yeah. you know, and, and, and those kind of things are, you know, humiliating yeah. in their own right. But also it's like, well, okay, let's, let, let, let's, let's deal with yeah. those feelings of rejection. I think rejection. it's kind of funny that we still like, even to this day in school, we still avoid like team captains now. And I think it's funny because like, like for instance, we're in seminary and we're going to go play kickball or something. And we're like, how can we do team captains? And he was like, I don't want anyone to feel hurt or left out. And it's kind of funny because we all looked around the class and we're like, no one cares. And like, we all like, kind of decided that together as a group, we're like everyone's going to be okay with the outcome. But he like wanted to avoid it. And I think it's funny because I feel like as we get older, like it'll still hurt sometimes, but I feel like we've all gotten better than elementary when it's, oh, I got chosen last. Like it's just odd numbers or even numbers. It's not that you were picked last because no one likes you. Yeah. You, you know, in relationships, as you get older too, rejection can, can sting and cut pretty deep because yeah. again, it reflects back to how we feel about ourselves. Oh yeah. And so if our esteem is, is low, maybe because we already have felt like, you know, like rejected or unwanted, mm-hmm. we have to create a story that fits the narrative and kids yeah. do it just as much. And, and again, your mind starts to wander and say, well, it must be because of this or because of that. Yeah. And that rejection can turn into a lot of anger and anger motivates movement, meaning good or bad. Mm, yeah. And usually anger and motivates bad. bad. Yes. Which is perfect and leads right into number three saying, be realistic. It's not like sometimes we all feel left out and um, we don't have to have a, we, there's not really a good reason to feel like that, but yeah. it happens. So I feel like, like, let's be realistic when it comes to rejection. It's probably not always that everyone hates you or everyone doesn't want you to be there you they're not actually your real friends like be realistic break it down it's probably bad communication uh like i feel like a lot of things me and my friends are talking about this last night have like i don't know if this used to happen to you guys but you guys still even say this to me when you're having friends over and more people ask them over and you're always like kate hey, there's too many friends no more friends for the night mm-hmm. that has happened so much and I'll, i've seen other parents say it too and we'll be hanging out and we have like a pretty big group of kids hanging out 
and then more kids see that we're hanging out I'm like hey can we come over and we'll ask the parent and they're like hey sorry no more friends for the night but I feel like people have used that so long as an excuse not to invite people people don't believe you when you say like my parents (laughs) said no more friends yeah Yeah, well it's funny too because again it it boils into those self-beliefs and and self-beliefs can become so overwhelming that they, they fit the narrative that is, I'm no good or I'm unwanted. And, and I think sometimes we have a hard time creating our own experiences. And so, in, for instance, you know, when there's been a situation by which you haven't been able to go somewhere because of, of a breakdown of communication or just logistics didn't quite work out, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, you, you can still understand your needs and create your own experience. So it's like, all right, well, yeah. I guess tonight, then we're going to do the podcast, or tonight we're going to go over here, yeah. or I'm going to spend time with this, or I'm going to take the dog, or whatever. Yeah. Like, you can create your own experience, and so you still can feel fulfilled, mm-hmm. but not like, you know, like, like uh, exactly. well, even if you're going to miss out on something, like, right? Exactly. It's having the perception that, like, is the situation based off of your emotions or what actually happened? See, that's a big deal because most of us are governed off of our emotions. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. See, we live in a world now, Savannah, where, and I think you've seen this, where people, mm-hmm. they don't think anymore. They feel oh, a yeah. lot. They just base off everything off emotions. And, and it, it's kind of crazy because there's been a, a huge, I don't know, a huge push for people to kind of speak their truth. And their truth is their feelings. Yeah. And sometimes your truth is stupid. I'm it sorry. Is. <laughs> because it's a feeling instead of a thought. And the reason why is because if I said to you, um, you know, I think that, um, well, let's, let's get a good place to eat. Let's say I think that, or I feel that Chick-fil-A is a, is a horrible disgrace to, to you know, yeah. all things chicken, right? Yeah. Well, if I feel that way, you can't debate me because those are my feelings. Exactly. But that's not a feeling, is it? No. It's, it's a thought. It is. That I you try think to change to a feeling. And so, but if I said, I think the Chick-fil-A is, is not that great, we people can say, oh yeah, well, have you tried this or this or that or that or this? Exactly. And then all of a sudden you're debating and you have to kind of like, you have to fight for your opinion. Yeah. We don't like doing that. No, we not like at to all. feel and then drop the mic. You're seeing it right now. Everything that's kind of burning in society right now is based off of feeling. There's Absolutely. very little thought because because when you put thought into what's going on in our world today, there's not a lot of answers that people want. Yeah. You know? And so I'm glad you brought that up. It's is, is it based off of reality or is it based off of emotion? Now it's a funny thing. I'm a therapist, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also a dad. But here's the deal. Um I very very rarely do you ever hear me say, "Well, how how does that make you feel?" Oh my gosh, I literally had a friend, a few friends actually. They've been seeing like two different therapists, each of them. Mm-hmm. And both of them were screaming in the car the other day. Like, I hate it. And I was like, why? Like, I see how you guys act with clients or yeah. individuals. And they're like, because they asked me how I feel. I don't know how I feel. That's why I'm here. That you're supposed to help me figure out how I feel. And they hated it so much. And they're just, they both are just laughing about it. Cause like, I think that's so funny that every person, like they're two different in- therapists too. And they're like, why is this the question I'm being asked? You know why? Because it's an easy one to go to. It's yeah. a default. Because here's the deal. I, I'm human first, mm-hmm. right? And, and I know how you feel. I can see how you feel. If you're coming in for a certain situation, you know, again, let's say that it's because of, of this feeling like abandoned or neglected, which mm-hmm. kind of goes into being left out, correct? Yeah. And so if you're feeling that way, um, then... And you're coming in to see me. I already know exactly. So you're there why, for that yeah. why ask? Why it's even ask? Question. Because my thing is, is I want to know what you're thinking that put you into that feeling. 
Exactly. Does that make sense? That's Your so thoughts sense. create feelings that create whatever you know experience you're going to have. Yeah. That's a exactly. funny one. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't ever say that because I think that's kind of dumb. How does yeah. that make you feel? Well, like that's this, no. I know how it feels because I can come up to you and I can say, hey, you know, it looks like you're feeling down today. You know, what, what's happening? Yeah. I don't need to say, how are you feeling? You I, feel I, I think we're in you tune enough. You can address it straightforward. Mm-hmm. All right, so after we have kind of accepted the fact, not just assumed the worst, not just guessed, you can move past the situation, which is the next one. So I feel like, for example, if you get left out, as if you were saying with this last, um, the last step we gave, instead of like, just, okay, well now I'm just gonna sit alone in my room all night and I'm gonna be sad about it, like find other things to do. like. The other night, I had another friend who was like, hey, do you want to hang out? They lived closer, and it was easier to go to, and it was quick and easy. So I was like, yeah, why not? Like, I could choose to sit at home and be sad and upset about it, or I could choose to do something with the family, or I could choose to help you guys set up fall stuff, or I could choose to go with a friend. Like, So why do you think time. it's so hard for so many people? And this is not just youth. This is adults, too. Why yeah. do you think it's so hard for people in general to make that that one choice i mean people don't think they have choice because they want to be sad and they want to have that attention that they were sad because i feel like a lot of yeah. times i've even been in that situation where they like i feel like if i sit home all day and i i'm sad about it like i'll actually genuinely be sad about it mm-hmm. and so the next time it brings up that i can show that i'm hurt for that attention or that it did hurt and i didn't do anything and make them feel bad which there's no point in that because why waste your time feeling sad when you have so many other options you could go do to fill the time? Absolutely. What you're, what you're saying is something I hold true to my heart, which is that difference that we talked about being an, an agent or a victim. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And the victim kind of like looks at those kind of circumstances as why me? Yeah. You know? And wants people to notice yeah. that. Yeah. The agent looks at it as, well, why not me? Yeah. You know? And I, and I, I love that because, things. again... You know, victims live in scarcity, right? There's just not, a, there's not enough. Absolutely. Where agents live in abundance. They can make the most out of whatever they have. And so that's a big paradigm shift. The one thing that most of us fall victim to is that we don't believe that we have a choice in anything. But even if the choice is, is not great on each side, at least you get to make it, yeah, right? Exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I like um, that. Our next one is acknowledging your feelings. I feel like sometimes people are getting confused with the thoughts and the feelings. Mm-hmm. But acknowledging your feelings aren't just like what you think you want to feel and you think you want to be sad about it. It's like genuinely understanding why. You know, I like that a lot because I think sometimes uh, be because of the I feel statements getting screwed up that are really thoughts, mm-hmm. I think we've forgotten how to identify real feelings too. Yeah. Does that make sense? So like someone yeah. can say, oh, well, you're mad. You're mad that you that we, we didn't call you or you're mad at this. Like, no, yeah. I'm not mad. I'm, I'm disappointed or exactly. I'm sad or yeah, it's a little depressing. Like it's taking time to identify the reason. Absolutely. And I think a lot of folks don't like to do that because, again, you know, it takes time to gain emotional intelligence. It does. Right? It's a hard thing to work for. And, and so it's kind of interesting. If you remember, there's been times where when we've been in certain situations where it was obvious that people were feeling a specific way, maybe at a funeral or, or something. Mm-hmm. Do you remember me and mom kind of pointing out, hey, look, can you tell that Opa is really sad right now? Yeah, like might as well go like, talk yeah. to him. Yeah, and we point those things out. It, that's more for you to have some emotional recognitions. You can kind of start seeing, yeah. like, why people act a certain way. And what situations they were in to make them feel like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, do you remember the time when we were up at, at in Salt Lake, 
and there was that guy where, where we were coming back from watching the oh, lights, I right? And it was you. And, and we're, we're at the drive-in getting our chicken nuggets, and it's cold. We want to get home. It's super late. A long we night. pull into McDonald's, and you're like, Dad, that guy over there just fell down. Yeah. And I look over there, I'm like, man, I don't see anything. I'm like, just don't worry about it. He's fine. Exactly. Right? And then we pulled up a little <laughs> bit more, and you're like, no, Dad, I think he's hurt. I'm like, Vanna, it's not a big deal. Would you, you know, let, <laughs> yeah. He's probably drunk. Just leave him alone. Exactly. And then I pulled up a little bit more to where I could see him. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, dang. Wait. I, I remember looking in the rearview mirror at your eyes, and you were just staring at this guy. And I thought, <laughs> she's feeling some empathy for this guy. You know, yeah. this homeless guy. And I thought, all right, I better do something. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it because when we pulled around, it was a good probably five minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. In the line, getting food, I pulled around and, and I hopped out and I, you know, walked over to him and he his head was bleeding because he had, I guess, hit the wall when he yeah, was he, going when he down. Fell. Um, you know, and so I stayed there, called the, the police and the ambulance. And it was interesting because there's a lot of people there, but no one was doing anything. Exactly. Remember there's that? so many people. I remember there's people walking out of the store just looking at it yeah. and like, keep going to their cars. And it was interesting because I thought, well, I could either get stabbed or I could, you know, maybe win a bonus <laughs> yeah. point in heaven, but I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And a lot of that was because it was important to you. But I remember looking at your eyes and you had, you had like genuine empathy and concern. Yeah. If I would have drove away and let someone else deal with that, what do you think that would have done to you? Well, it would have gone back to the whole thing of recognizing emotions. I would have felt uh-huh. fal- fell false to that. Like, yeah. There was absolutely. No like we had been taught that from a young age. Seriously. And so when I went out there and found out that it wasn't because he was drunk, it was because he was, it was having a diabetic issue. Yeah. And, and it was funny because when I called the, the, the other cops and the firefighters, they were like, oh yeah, we got a report on that guy. I'm like, I think he's in going into diabetic shock. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they all showed up because it was a drunk guy. No, no big deal. Yeah, like, okay, but because well. it was diabetic, they were there on the spot. But I remember being able to recognize that. And we've talked about that from time to time, we just had, about yeah. being able to recognize the empathy. And empathy is a hard one to kind of fall into as a kid because yeah. you got, it's you connecting with somebody else. But do your best, right, to like identify mm. that. If I don't talk to this person or if I don't invite this person, what are they going to feel like? Exactly. Or Think if I forgot to invite them, because that happens too. Oh, yeah. Right? You can but call it's... them and say, oh, my gosh, I am so sorry. And that is so much better than a, oh, like I got, I lost track of time. My parents said something. Like, Just be straightforward. Don't try and sugarcoat what it. What do I... you think sometimes when this happens? Because it happens with adults. See, that's what's <laughs> funny. So I love this podcast, Vanna, because whatever <laughs> happens to you in youth happens to adults. But what happens when... A little white lie sneaks in there, and you're like, "Oh, I can't go out and hang out with you at the mall because I'm with my f- my cousin." My family, and then all of a sudden, you're you're at you're at somewhere else, and you see them with your friends. You're like, "Because oh, yes, really? Because the, it's so funny, but it always happens that lie falls false again, and then mm-hmm. you figure out that that's not what they were doing. And it's funny because I feel like every time you lie to someone saying. Oh, I'm with cousins. I'm with family. You forget easily or something and you post about it or you say something. And you then all do. of a sudden the other person finds out. You, yeah, they, all of a sudden you look at your Instagram. You're like, you're at the lake. You're, yes, you're not, you're, you're not so at the hospital much. with granny. Yeah, I'll be yeah. like, I literally have a friend who's like, like, it was years ago. And they're like, okay, like, I'm so sorry. I was, we planned this play date this. for years. I remember that. She's like, I can't hang out. I'm so sorry. And I, she's like, my cousins just came into town. I'm super busy with them. And I was like, it's okay. And then I saw them posting together. And I was like, I thought you were with Yo, cousins. What in the heck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that hurts more than. It uh, happens with adults too. And it's the craziest exactly. thing. And I found that it's typically because they don't know how to say no. Yeah. And they don't want to disappoint. And it, I mean. It's, but what happens when you catch them in a lie? It hurts so much. Much more. And you're disappointed, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like 
please just straight up be like, hey, I'm super sorry, but I made plans with someone that I totally spaced and made plans with you after, Mm -hmm. but they just reminded me, is it okay if I cancel or maybe you want to come or I can ask them or figure out a better way than just... Sorry, you know, family. it's funny because, again, I, I don't think that people intend on hurting each other's feelings. And so, you know, but again, they don't want to be disappointed and they want to save some face. They don't, don't want to look dumb. Yeah. And so what happens typically when you discover the lies, they double down. Right? Yeah. And, and they're they like, back it up I was more. there. How dare you not know yeah. me? And you're like, take it easy. Like, right. Yeah, control well, talk. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, number like the next one. I don't know what number it is. <laughs> number whatever. Yeah. Says, next on the list. Listen openly to your friends' responses. So this is after the fact. This is when the communication has finally pulled through. This is a big deal. And again, just like adults in that. So op- like listen openly. What do you what do you think that means? Listen openly means not just listen to what you want to hear, but exactly. listen to everything they're saying. Absolutely. And and that's kind of the spot where when you're listening openly, that's where when the apology comes or just that, yeah. that understanding of disagreement or whatever, mm-hmm. that's when it can start falling into the place of being okay and forgiveness yeah. or, or, or like, you know, just maybe reassurance or something. Mm-hmm. But listening opening means that you're reflectively listening. You're not reactive listening because if you're reactive listening, that means you're wanting to fight with them. Exactly. You know, reflective means that you're pulling the things out. You're like, okay, there's some sincerity here. There's some understanding. Uh, why am I still pissed? I'm going to mm-hmm. move on too. Yeah. A big deal. I feel like okay. So this next one's kind of more of what I think is a power move kind of thing, where it's like not only does it make um, others feel included, but it's inviting those people back when they didn't invite you. I've done that on multiple occasions, mm. and I feel like that's a power move just because, like, I mean, if this, like, for instance, so so it's it's, it's inviting them. <laughs> yeah, mm. because there's been situations where I'll prove that I'm better at communication, and not only that, but it's like I've had friends in the past like I've constantly been left out or tons of stuff on purpose and I know that for a fact and I know they're not interested so when it comes my time to plan something I I invite them and I make sure everyone knows and I make sure I invite other people who've asked before and then it just proves to them because they're like well wait why is she inviting us back like we haven't been nice to her we haven't been inviting her but like it it shows that you're the well. You know the too. cool part about that is the cool part is that that's that's actually teaching, and it's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. I believe every person's responsibility to teach people how to treat you. Exactly. You can't allow them to guess because we've already figured out they're going to guess wrong. Yeah. So it's our responsibility to teach people how to treat us. And you've heard me say this, and and if you've ever been in like a, a meeting with me from time to time, when we talk about relationships, I use this concept of. It's a privilege to have relationships with me. It's not a yeah. right. Oh, yeah. And that's how it is, too. And so even if there's a disagreement or there's a problem, we teach people how to treat us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and we teach them a lot more than we think. It's, yeah. it's the way that we respond. It's the way that we conduct ourselves. It's the way that we ask. It's the way mm-hmm. that we, you know, in, in, intertwine. I mean, we teach people how. And so you probably see some people that get walked all over oh, and get yeah. disrespected. So many times. And it hurts because you're like, whoa, you're better than that. Yeah. But they don't know how to, like, not defend themselves, but, like, speak for themselves. Like, exactly. I've seen it so many times. And it's sad because, like, I can see, and it depends on the person and the situation, but there's so many times where the individuals who it's happening to, depending on who it's with, I've seen them stand up for themselves in situations, but I've seen them fall into those situations and not be able to do anything about it. And it's sad when they fall into those situations because I'm looking at them, I'm like, I've seen you be confident. I've seen you stand up for yourself. Like, why is it so hard now? What's any different than when it was with so-and-so? Yeah. 
You know, what's cool about this, you know, it, is that, you know, being left out isn't just like with your friendships and whatnot either. It's, it is with family systems as well. It is. Do you remember when we were looking for houses? Yeah. And it was crazy. Remember it we was. were, we were wanting to stay in Orem. We were, we were looking at all these houses. We found what we thought was the perfect one and it ended we up excited. not working. And we yeah. were all disappointed, all of us. Mm-hmm. But I remember telling mom that it was really important that we allow you kids to be very influential with the decisions of what we're going to make. Ultimately, it's mom and I's decision. Yeah. And I don't know if but I'm... you guys needed to have a, a say in this. Exactly. I don't know if I've said this before, but I vividly remember, I think it was a first or second time we had gone through this house i can't remember i think it was the first time mm-hmm. um we had walked through i didn't really care i was like oh this is a nice house this is cool it's big it's there were no light bulbs in here for no some reason couldn't see anything it's cold <laughs> we we're turning on the fireplace to warm up uh-huh. um but i remember after we left i got this really strong feeling when i got in the car i didn't say anything until we we're halfway away from the house but i turned to mom and i go Mom, I could see us living there. I was like, I feel strongly about that house. And then she's like, you do? Like, do you really, though? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, like, we'll take the boys back this next time and see how they feel. Mm -hmm. But it's funny because if I didn't say anything, I don't know if we would have come back. We may not have. We may not have. Because, like, we liked it, but we had four or five other houses to see in that same night. We did. And And I remember, yeah, we did. We saw multiple houses that day. But this was one that that you kind of said that you felt good in. And, Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because... I think on some of the other ones, we, we none of us communicated. We're like, mm, no, we're kind of know, all we're just meh. Like, yeah, that's nice. I like that about it. But I think that's where, like, like, even, you know, we've talked about friends and adults and youth, but, but parent child relationships like this are huge. So oh, yeah. you will feel left out if you've, if you don't feel like you have a say, exactly. you know, and so, you know, I remember we've done this with, with the cars we've purchased. We've done this with mm-hmm. their home or, or exactly. all kinds of things, you know, like shoot, even family vacations, you know, oh, it's yeah. like we, we want your input because you can feel left out of a family just as easy because exactly. families that have like lots of children, it's yeah. so hard because that There's individualized so attention many. just isn't going to happen. Exactly. And so feelings of being left out is something, unfortunately, that you will feel forever. Oh, yeah. But how we cope with them, right? It's a whole and different story. And I think story. it's funny because after you learn to cope with it, it's something that comes like it doesn't hurt as much. It doesn't like affect you as much. Like I remember we were in St. George and you guys had communication always falls through with yep. but we were in St. George and I was at a Keaton Scout's house and all I heard was we were going to meet back up eventually but you guys were going to go look at the store or whatever and all of a sudden the entire family was gone and I was still at Keaton Scout's oh yeah and I remember being there and I was like it had been almost an hour and I was like where I was like wait I was like are we going to meet up with them I thought we we're going swimming like I didn't hear anything I just heard that we were meeting up at yeah. some point in the night but I guess that was for the next day and I was still there and I remember calling you guys I'm like where are you and then you're like you're not in the car we're at like the store we we're like, almost driving back to the hotel we had like a home alone moment yeah and then I was like yeah at least no, you're with I'm your cousins exactly. though you weren't alone though and but like, yeah you came back and I remember to, like it wasn't like, I feel like some people would have been like, wow, like they forgot me. Like they didn't even notice I was in the car. I laughed about it. And I was like, that's kind of funny. Like <laughs> got left behind. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's only because I'd been in so many situations where like friends and family, like you guys have like done that too. And I've mm-hmm. just been like, I've gotten to like be okay with it, but not just like be okay with it. Acknowledge that it was just the communication that fell through and it wasn't that you guys didn't care. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing I think too, that with family systems in, in and of itself, I think that, that inclusion is huge. You know, I mean, how often do I communicate with my side of my family? 
like not very often. little because yeah. yeah they're all they're all kind of having their own world their and, own yeah, struggles they're not and people who like the communication and want to yeah try for they, it. they just they, they don't and so i've always wanted to make sure that we have that ability because when i was a kid we moved all the time i had zero say it's like yeah. a tumbleweed in a windstorm and <laughs> yeah. i'm like this sucks and i never wanted you guys to have to experience that but i also think it's neat too that with with some of the feelings you've had even recently of just feeling like, mm-hmm. oh man, that sucked. I wish I could have had more time to do this or do that with yeah. my friends or whatever. You've rebounded really well, yeah. even though it's bothered you. Exactly. But the coolest part about it is your friend circle that you do have, mm-hmm. they're amazing too. They are. Because they're they're responding this way. And they're like, oh my gosh, exactly. it just didn't work out. And like, it's cool that you guys aren't mad at each other. You're just like, hey, all right, I love take it, take it so on the chin and move on. Huh? I've been in so many bad friendships and bad situations with friends where it's like they like after the left out happens and it's like the next day or something it's always a let's cover it up let's lie about it let's pretend like we didn't know we're like these new friends that I've been with like they're like look I I," like immediately I was like I'm so sorry like I know we all sucked at communication that is all my bad like let's hang out tomorrow like I can even give you a ride here if you feel like you want that like if you can't figure that out Mm -hmm. and it was like it made me like even though I didn't go hang out with them that night, like, it made me feel so much better about the situation because I was like, dang, like they cared. Well, it reaffirmed the fact that it's not you. It's just a situation. Yeah, exactly. And that it's not because they didn't want you to be with them. It's just it didn't work out. Yeah. And, exactly. and I thought that was cool that you have friends that have that kind of, I guess, emotional intelligence as well. Yeah. Um, those are real relationships. They are. You know, they're not based off of of looks or of you know mm-hmm. of any prestige it's, it's just because you guys are one and the same and so i think being humble that way and accepting those things um you know yeah. that, that's the best ticket but i agree i think it's good so yeah vanna that's that's our yeah. half hour we did that it is so uh like we always say thank you to radio ronin yep and we have oh we all oh, you guys can reach out to blue um through Attitudeathlete.org. We have one-on-ones every Wednesday. You guys can get on and ask questions. Yep. Um, but like we, like always. Like you always say. Until next time, there are no ordinary moments. <laughs> <laughs>